Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the Motorator DeAndre here with Bill Goldberg. Hello. I'm feeling like Santa Claus. <laughs> it's cold out there, man. It got cold quick. Beer. Yeah. I, I'm of the opinion after this experience I had this weekend that a double layer in the sock category doesn't provide you as much warmth as one layer. Yeah. I don't, I don't I don't know the reasoning behind that, but the first game I, I had one pair of socks on and my feet were fine. And the second game I had two pair of socks on and my feet were freezing. So I can't explain that one. Anybody out there, please explain that one to me. But and I don't know why I said that. It may be because my feet are freezing right now because it's 40 degrees outside. I've got I've got like a cutoff. Uh someone who's only lived in Arizona, California, and Florida. Uh, like 50 is my cutoff. If it's cold enough that I need like a, like a long john or whatever the undergarment is, then I, I, I'm i out. I can't do it. <laughs> I've got long johns, sweats, and, uh, you know, just like a pair of freaking cargo pants over them. So, yeah, it's, it's freezing, man. Yeah, it's it too. But, too you know, it's good to have a variety. <laughs> but variety is good, but extremes I'm not into. Uh, I mean, you can't drive. I I used my heated seats on the way here to the to the warehouse. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, and then the sun will cut. The sun will sun will come out in the afternoon, and it'll be it'll be a little better. My warehouse is freezing in the morning because the sun doesn't. It, it's you know there's no windows and it doesn't get any heat in here, <laughs> so it's it's that way. Anyway, um, so what's it like seventy five? It you know in the garage it's probably. 58 you know so it's, that's You're chilly for me no i mean it's chilly for me but i can I, look i got a space heater in here in it but anyway okay <laughs> now we know yeah a little in this little like hut that i sit <laughs> in um real quick just a shout out to uh our friends at gearhead fabrications uh if you guys follow them on social media uh um, they are wasting no time on getting the Demon 170 out on the track to see what kind of numbers that they were doing. And I was just looking at their post recently, and they said they took I their... 92, was it? 929 or 928? Like, uh, almost. So it, they said completely stock, the full factory interior, the subwoofer, everything, uh, with 87% ethanol. They ran a 939. Here's their, slip. here's their slip. Yeah. See it. There you go. Yeah, there's the there's the there's the slip. Okay. But they did a little bit of tuning on it with nothing else, and they got it down to a 920. Yeah, flat. it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And ironically, yesterday I got a phone call from an extremely close friend of mine, uh, who has been speaking to the powers someone at dodge and uh stressing especially on this that the 500 mile break-in is is crucial before you blow it and i relayed that to mario as he was at the track yeah <laughs> which, was, which was a pretty funny thing right but i mean he didn't he didn't do anything he didn't do anything to uh to avoid anything Except for the fact that he took it directly to the track. Took it directly. But to the he track. says he likes to do that 500 mile break in on the diamond. 
Yeah. So I, presumably he, he did some dyno testing and stuff and you put a few miles on the car. I don't think it had five miles. I think it had just a few miles on the car. Um, but also it's, it's Mario, right? Like he'll break it to see its limit. He'll fix yeah, it. The, like from what, I, from what I understand, the issue is the supercharger, not the issue. But if there's an issue with it blowing, it's the 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 larger supercharger, the 3.0 as opposed to the two seven, right? Because they haven't they haven't run that one. They haven't tested Mario and that combination. Yeah, yeah which is interesting because normally you want the piston rings to seat like that's what you're going for is that's why you you put your 500 miles on but you do it in stop and go traffic you do it in you know lower rpm before you wind it out and you got to put variations on on the engine right uh yeah they're driving to get around town uh, just doing circles on an oval doesn't really help as much it's better than nothing but it doesn't help as yes. much but listen no. I, he's basically saying this car runs 940s showroom stock. Uh um and and listen, I don't know, maybe if when it's broken in it it clicks off another tenth. I'm not I'm not sure. Uh, but uh I would almost fast. I mean fast, but also talk about how this car hooks up. Um he was I think it was running 135 60 foot times uh I know they had traction issues, but uh, the suspension seems to be fairly, fairly set up. I can imagine breaking it in, getting a little bit of a tune in it and, and figuring out the right launch, the right launch RPM, the right dialing it in for the best amount of traction. I, I bet he's, I bet the he first one in the eights. Yeah, me too. I mean, maybe, maybe he could maybe get <laughs> that, that eight ninety nine. If he could knock two tenths off this thing, I guarantee you, if he's uh, got it's gonna, willing, gonna get if there. He has guys that are immediately willing to serve up their one seventies with no miles on them, <laughs> then he's gonna be the guy. Because if then, then you're handing the baton to, you know, Hussein Bolt who's never going to be beat. I mean, that that's how I look at it. Except for the fact that, you know, the Dodge guys have already done it. And I'm sure, yeah, maybe, but who knows? We'll see. It's a, it's a race to the eights. Yeah. And I, I, I think there's, I think there's more in the car when you do the math and you see how much horsepower is there. And it's, it, it's, it's going to come down to traction more than anything, uh, you know, a well prepped yeah, track track and, and figuring out the right, you know, RPM, the right launch and, and dialing that in maybe i don't know maybe mario does a little you know calibration on the transmission as well well yeah he didn't uh he didn't have the most favorable conditions from what he told me uh i don't remember exactly what was not perfect but you know to go out there and immediately and pull back and see the variation that, that that's pretty strong so it's all about seat time right <laughs> Yeah, that's I mean, that's what it is. I mean, listen, he's he knows how to make the car go fast. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. See, interesting what he's going to what he's going to do to that thing before. I, you know, I, I like he's out there and he's he's driving it a little and he's. That's know, another <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. I guess it's his business to do that. It's his business to be doing that. But um, 
You you threw a shout out to Mario. I got to throw a shout out to uh, nutsandbolts.com. The the founders were out here yesterday. They were in town uh, visiting someone and my mechanic brought them over. What great salt of the earth dudes, man. Nutsandbolts.com. What a what a great domain to own, right? Yeah. And so they supply all the AMK stuff. Uh, they're looking at, at the Viper chair and they're, oh yeah, we give them those bolts. And oh yeah. So uh good dudes, good dudes. Just wanted to mention that real quick. Yeah, that's good. They just came by to visit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. My, my mechanic had him up. Matt from uh, Demolition Ranch had him out, and they did a deal with Demolition Ranch. And uh, my mechanic mentioned me, and they're huge wrestling fans. And so it was, uh, it was cool, man. I was just working on some stuff, and they came over. And like I say, it's good to meet more car guys that are salt of the earth and uh, really trying to do a, an honorable thing about uh, making nuts and bolts in the USA. Yeah. Providing all of our friends that we don't know about with nuts and bolts prior to us meeting them. So good news. Um, all right. So shifting gears a little bit, uh, new Porsche Panamera. I like the Porsche Panamera. I always thought that was a cool car. I've got a chance to driven quite a few of them over the years. Uh, it's kind of a facelifted version of the Panamera. They've done, it's not a completely ground up, a new car, but uh, a, enough to certainly uh, make a difference. Um, you'll notice a little bit different look, a revised look in the front, you know, front and bumper, more angular headlights. They uh, changed changed the lines a little bit on it, um, including the uh, the turbo. They uh, made some. I love the concept and I love the car, but I, I still, uh, I mean, what's their other one called the mission X or whatever, when they came out with it. Yeah. The, e. the concept car for the, for the Panamera. Yeah. I'm still so disappointed. Well, and, and the, so uh, the Taycan. Really yeah. It really got me jazzed and I was excited. Finally, finally. And man, what a far departure when I look at this one. What a far departure. Yeah. So the Panamera is still a gas engine and a hybrid version. The Taycan being all electric. And the the concept for the Taycan was a cooler car for sure. Um, I, I I would say compared to the street Taycan, although it's not bad looking. It's just it's just different than what I what I saw at Monterey when they presented it to us. The concept well, of like, we, we, fell, we, fell for the, we fell for the uh, the normal Ren, you know, a normal addition that they throw out in front of us to make a salivate and think we 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 thought that you know the yeah well, was going to be quite similar to it. That's all. To be fair, Rams kind of done that with their EV truck. Their concept was badass, and that was just, like, that that was the analogy I was about to give you. Yeah, and then their their production version was like it's okay. It looks like. <laughs> What yeah. they've done for years. Yeah, I was like, I'd been happy with it if you didn't show us the the concept. Because the concept was you know, cool as shit. Yeah. About, yeah now you, exactly what I'm talking about. You kind of ruined the production version. But uh new Panamera's got some design changes and some stuff in the interior as well. Uh you've got uh a 12.6 inch curved glass instrument cluster. Um 
there's a 10.9 inch touchscreen. It's got this, uh, this crazy air ride suspension. If you've seen the videos pop up where it's sitting there uh, and it's bouncing around and it, it adapts to the turn. So they set it up that they just put media people in the car and they just sat there with their foot on the brake and they would turn left or turn right and the car would bounce back and forth. And if you shook the wheel, the car would bounce all over because the air ride suspension would would adapt to it instantly and it made it look like someone was riding a mechanical bull <laughs> but oh. <laughs> if you you get into that so um there are uh a few trims there's the panamera panamera 4 panamera turbo e hybrid uh the the first two are basically the six cylinders the 2.9 liter six cylinder engine um, they've got a little bit of increase. Uh, uh, horsepower and torque are up 23 horsepower and 37 pound feet of torque. So it's 348 horsepower, 368 pound feet of torque over the previous generation. That should get you zero to 60 in about five seconds. Um, and then the Panamera 4 gets you to about 4.7 seconds. And then the Turbo E hybrid, which is their plug in hybrid version, is the four liter twin turbo V8 with a hybrid. Uh, uh, system. It's got a 25.9 kilowatt battery. Um, total power comes in at 670 horsepower, 685 pound feet of torque. It That's should scoot you. It should scoot you pretty fast. Um, the I think maybe zero to sixty in about three seconds. Um, yeah, it should be. It should be good now. What they dropped was the Sport Turismo. That is the wagon version. This is still a hatchback, but the wagon version that you think of. And um, let me tell you why they dropped it. Because it doesn't fucking sell. And because <laughs> people out here don't like wagons. That's just it. Like I get the automotive media loves wagons because they're like, it's got the utility of an SUV, but it's got the sports car handling of a, you know, like of a sedan or a sports sedan. I go, I understand that, but they don't sell here. <laughs> just Americans just don't really love. We have SUVs. We have super sedans. We have sports cars. Uh, and I guess we just don't feel like we need to fill in the blanks with with the wagon. As cool as, uh, you know, uh, an Audi RS6 cool. Avant. Exactly. You know, as cool as that car is. And uh, uh you know, I it just it, we're just not selling enough here. We're not moving the needle. So um, I, it wasn't clear to me if they were not going to make it at all. But it sounds like they're just not going to bring it here in the U.S. They're going to have it for other other countries, but not for here. But um, anyway, Panamera looks cool. Uh, been a fan of the car. Uh, the I think they just dropped the turbo model completely, which they did a little while ago. They're just going turbo E hybrid. So there's Panamera, the four, the four S and the E hybrid. Um, I'm interested to see the new Macan when it comes out, because that's going to be a pure EV. And I think it's the right size. And the photos that are coming out of it being tested uh, on the track has kind of the coupe look where it's a little bit sloped down in the back. Um, I think that could be an interesting EV option if you're interested in that. 
Uh, which brings me to the, my next point. Turns out you're not. <laughs> it turns out you're not interested in that. Uh, there is some kind of letter being written or a petition or something sent to uh, President Biden's office. 4,000, just about 4,000 new car dealerships have all said this this EV mandate that you're putting on the car companies and us. Oh, yeah. They're like, uh, we're going to have a hard time getting to that. And quite simply, EV sales are dropping, unfortunately dropping very hard. And this is, I mean, you can get into the politics of all of this, but the, the idea of the, the government sort of forcing it upon, this has been the issue. We've said, I don't, we've said we don't really have issues with EV we just don't like it being forced upon everybody, like entire countries and in, out here in certain states. It doesn't necessarily make sense. Like some can argue, is it cleaner? Is it not cleaner? I don't really think it is, but whatever. And having driven many electric vehicles and owning electric truck, there is something interesting about it. I don't have to go to a gas station anymore. It's quiet. It's fast. You know, it's torquey. It's a different slightly different driving experience, which is kind of fun. I'm not about to trade in my Mach 1, you know, for another EV, but it's it's interesting. So uh, the dealerships that are have signed on to this letter are across the gamut of, of brands. Dealerships from Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Mercedes, Volvo, uh, and dealers in EV heavy states like California, New York, Washington have all signed on and saying they're just not selling the way they used to. I was over at Galpin not too long ago and F-150 lightning prices have dropped. There's incentives and rebates and all this stuff. Like, honestly, I paid sticker for mine. God forbid somebody who paid 10, 20, 30 grand over sticker, but I'm like 40 grand upside down on that truck. Right. Because prices have dropped. Now I have it and I drive it, but uh talk about getting a beaten on that car, man. Uh it's it's rough. Now consumers have spoken up to the dealers and they've said, look, you know, whatever. Uh there's issues with charging on the public network, or there's still some range anxiety or charging anxiety and whatever. But the, the overall sentiment, which is now finally coming out, is customers are going, I don't like that I was being forced into it. It said, we just want to make our own choice on vehicle. And that's why they're kind of shying away from EVs. It's almost like Customers are going in and saying, I'm not going to buy an EV because you're forcing it on me. I'm not opposed to an EV. I would buy an EV if I if if it felt like my choice, but it doesn't feel like my choice. It feels like someone else's choice. And if you're going to force an EV on me in the future, the population is the, are those people. Well, it's it's just an interesting statistic in that, listen, it's it, there was something like almost 4,000 dealers. To be specific, I think it's 3,882 dealers. And the dealers are saying in their letter, in this, this whatever, this petition going, 
we get it. Like you can do all the surveys and shit you want, Mr. Government. But we talk to customers every day. That's our business. That's what we have to do. And we're telling you from the horse's mouth, the customer, that they have many reasons why they're not buying EVs. The The most spoken one is, I don't, I don't like not having the choice. And they're kind of saying, if I'm going to have to buy an EV in a certain amount of years from now, then I'm not going to buy it now because I'm going to enjoy whatever I want now yes it makes no sense uh anyway this and again i i don't really have an issue with ev it's an interesting car and it's fine but you know some of these car companies that are diving into it 100 i think are going to have issues i think i think that's another state yeah but but at the same time They'd have to be moronic to have thrown everything into it and not kept their feet in the water, in the you know internal combustion. One hundred percent. Look, if you're if you're a small company like Polestar and you're like all electric is where we need to that's be, different. that's different because you're kind of just competing with other electric companies. You're just competing yeah. with Tesla or something, and that's the business model. But if you're a Ford or a GM or even a Mercedes or BMW that has a huge amount of sales, you certainly don't want to go all EV because you're just not going to have the revenue. <laughs> it's just yeah. not going to be there. Yeah, it's just not good. Yeah, and you can't force anything upon people, period, end of story. You can a certain amount of people and a certain amount of people are the extremists and they'll do anything for the environment and they will listen to the government and, you know, but they're sheep. Right. And they, they, they're blinded by marching orders. Right. So, yes. Um, yeah. It's nice to see that the logic has prevailed and, or at least people pay attention to analytics or no more so, you know, word of mouth and opinion and, you know, what people think. Because yes. at the end of the day, those are the ones that spend the fucking money and those are the only ones that matter. I, I, I agree. And I, Listen, if if the objective from day one was clean air, I don't think this is the way. If the objective was less dependency on overseas oil, then maybe it makes sense a little bit. But only if we're charging all of our cars with like solar power or hydroelectric or something. But if we're, if we're wanting diesel generators and burning coal <laughs> to, to charge up, then it's not necessarily the way. Anyway, uh uh, it's just a it's just a thought. Obviously, we've beaten this to death, and every other podcast and discussion and journalist of media have for a while. But uh, let me just say this: since we're going to go ahead and pick on EVs for a few more minutes, uh, what do we got? About, what do we got on Tesla? <laughs> it's just uh, a credit to uh, Jalopnik on this one, where they were kind of reminding people that. Uh, people put down fifty thousand dollar deposits, and in some cases, paid in full two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the Tesla Roadster that was announced. I don't know six years ago. <laughs> yeah, six years ago, and it hasn't been mentioned since. And when you really like scroll through the 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 financials of 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 the company, and and Elon Musk was like, yeah, you know, six years ago we were, you know 
whatever, 30 days away from, from bankruptcy. Uh, and I was like, all right, but then you just crowdfunded, uh, like that's how you, you did it. He raised a quarter billion dollars for the Tesla Roadster. Obviously he's been paying the bills and, and, you know, building the company. If you listen, if you would have taken that $250,000 and bought Tesla stock, instead of a shitty roadster that doesn't exist <laughs> that you're not earning interest on that the company has uh you would probably have made a lot more money <laughs> that you would have at least made six percent no matter you, what you you could have you could have cashed out still bought the goddamn roadster when it came out and and probably would have gotten it for free <laughs> because of the, that stock price so uh, just something to think about next time you you want to drop fifty thousand, let alone two hundred fifty thousand, on a car that doesn't exist. Anyway, that's just uh, sorry, Tesla. That's the reality of it. Um, I think uh, Tesla Cybertruck uh, orders have halted because they're having some issues delivering it. Um, now. On the other side of the fence, uh, Fisker Ocean, the EV, the little SUV, it's kind of good looking. It's sharp looking. I like Enric Fisker. I think he's a good designer. I like some of his stuff. Um, he's having a few issues delivering vehicles. Now, first of all, the Fisker Ocean, uh, the testing's been done on this and the range for the Ocean and the extreme battery long range version both versions of the vehicle have come in with more range than what they predicted so already i'd love to see edmunds do their real test on it and do their efficiency test on it uh, to see how it comes in but the uh the fisker ocean i think um beat the on the european cycle the regulators beat it by about 50 miles of range. And it was already high, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was like 440 miles um, for the extreme long battery and uh, I, I think 288 miles for the for the standard range. Now, the, the European one is a little different than the US rating. So it says 440, the European cycle, but here in the US, it's 360, 360 miles. Uh, and, um, the Fisker ocean sport they said was going to be 231 miles. And I think it's coming in closer to about 250. So you're looking at about 360 miles to 250 miles. You could call it 350 and 250 for the two size batteries. Uh, and I've actually seen one driving around over here. Somebody, I guess maybe got one delivered. Um, but this is what's kind of interesting is uh, so Magna builds the cars. They bring them here. They deliver them. Magna isn't really having an issue making the cars. It's the U.S. side. It's it's having the infrastructure in place to actually deliver the cars. Uh, and that's where they're kind of getting hung up. They sort of forgot about this whole dealer network side of things or if you order it direct like how does that happen like just having a website taking orders for cars 
doesn't where's the manpower to get these things off a off a boat or then onto a truck and then in the states and then on a holding of place and then delivered like there's there's some logistics there that I think were sort of overlooked. <laughs> uh, so what's happening is is Fisker said something like their original target was 42,000 units. Um, that was reduced to 23,000 units. And now it's looking closer to 17,000 units. Um, and it's not that, like we said, it's not that they can't make them. It's just they can't deliver them. And at this point, I think only 1,200 of them it doesn't sound like they can get it out of their own way. It, it yes. The beginning of existence. Now, and I, I wanted nothing, even especially through you because of your relationship with them. But their styling, I think, is is really elegant, right? Yeah. I've always pulled for them, but God, to hear this again, I mean, another misstep that sucks. You know, it, although of all the issues you could have, this isn't a terrible issue. Because if you were saying oh, the cars are shit, the, the car itself. Yeah, if the car was shit or it was underperforming or it was falling apart, and honestly, I, I, if I was choosing between Lucid and Fisker and Lucid having some really blatant quality issues, that's more of an issue because that's going to cost them a lot of money. Where Fisker's issue is going to delay their revenue. It's not really going to cost them as much but certainly delay their revenue because they can't deliver cars fast enough. Um, and if they didn't have this news out about the extended range, it probably would have hurt them a little bit. Yeah. I have yet to drive one, um, probably because there's very few of them in the country. <laughs> there's a thousand of them rolling around. And, there's, uh, there's a guy that has one of them and he takes it to his house and paints it every night. I don't, I don't know. I, then, um, I, I guess next time I see it, I'm just going to follow the guy. I'm like, can I see your car? I mean, I've seen it in person. I haven't been into it, and uh, but it's an interesting idea. Um, I I kind of like the size of it, and I I think it has a good look. Uh, if it really did get over three hundred miles, anywhere near, if it got anywhere near the three sixty, if it got three hundred and twenty miles at freeway speeds, it's huge. Then, by the way, you could you could go to Vegas easy without without having to stop with miles to spare. You need realistically, you need about 285 miles, at least yeah, for me to go from door to door. Mile cushion, at least I would imagine. I then that would be interesting. Now, in the summer when it's 120 degrees in the desert, I don't know what that does to your range, but anyway, it's just kind of it's kind of interesting. They got to have a way to where these batteries are recharged with sunlight. That, that's I, I think that's the yeah. That's so Fisker's really done the. Th Fisker's done this thing where they've done like the little solar panel on the roof. And I don't think it ever was meant to charge the powertrain battery. It was just meant to charge like the 12 volt accessory battery. So you could, it could like lower the windows and let some heat out, or it can, you know, it can, you know, do some things like that. Maybe even run the, way the you air. The help is, is asinine that it's not being used. That That's my, opinion. I, I, I it's a good question. I just don't know that it would be able to generate enough power to make any difference to the big, to the big battery. Um, whatever they have, they have 113 kilowatt battery on the, the big battery is 113 kilowatt. The small battery is 80 kilowatt. If it uh, could take 10% of the load off of the big battery, it would be worth it. 
Yeah, I don't think it would even get one percent. Ten miles when you're you got your you're caught with your dingleberry in your hand and you're five miles from the house and you have no charge. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, anyway, it's I'd like to drive on. I'm curious to see how it is, fit and finish and everything. I, I would kind of just lean on on Alistair for that. I'll let him deal with it and then I'll figure out. I'm like, <laughs> hey, why don't you come over with one of these things once you once you get one of them? But once the um once they make more than three, yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't think I have much more today. What's going on with you? What's going on in the garage? Besides uh, double layering the Viper, socks. The Viper uh, sat so long that it, uh, it ate its fuel pump. Yeah. It's completely disintegrated. Not like completely like dust, but yeah, all the plastic. Is, injectors are gnarly. It's... Uh, so working on that, working on the 2500, uh, got some new mirrors that I installed yesterday, which is beautiful, very functional. Um, working on the tranny right now, trying to get it to shift properly. And other than that, it's 100% on the road, which is nice because it's been sitting for three years. And then uh, got the demon down uh, to prep for Barrett Jackson. And uh, it's so freaking cold, I don't even want to open the garage door. So <laughs> other than that, I'll be yeah. Speaking of garage doors, did you fix the leak? Oh shit! <laughs> no, well, no. Here, here's how the leak has been fixed. Number five set of garage doors will be here. I don't know when, but probably when it's, I don't know, twenty five degrees and raining. Sideways. Yeah, I mean, listen. Yeah. In the in the next week, if it rains, just close the door, tape it shut. Just gaffers tape, whatever. And then when the new when the new doors Shut show up, that four four twenty four foot doors. You know how long that freaking tape. <laughs> and then when the new doors get here, you guys go. You can deal with the tape while you're here. By the way, good good luck. <laughs> yeah, and the tape would come off every time I raise and lower the door. Yeah, no, you wouldn't be able to raise and lower the door. You'd have to. It's all good. Have to man. just deal with it. But uh, um, all right, I've got to go and um. I've got to go make a speech out of high school, believe it or not. So I'm going to go. I, I'm, I actually have to return an email to where I accept my invitation to reading Christmas stories to a local middle school. Yeah. So I don't know whether to do it and be Goldberg, the good guy or not do it in fear of that. Me scaring them. When I'm yeah. reading, when I'm reading, right? that... so I don't know what to do. Yeah, this is uh, you don't want to scare the kids. I'm going to, I'm going know, to high school. That's kids. what I'm saying. So I mean, I'm, I'm going to go do it, and I'm going to roll the dice. But at the end of the day, a nice Jewish boy like me providing a smile on Christmas, man, that's what I. <laughs> You've done more Christmas shit than anybody. Like you and Neil Diamond have done. Or the two Jewish guys have done more Christmas shit than anybody I know. <laughs> I think you're right. I, think you're right. <laughs> I have no issue with. It. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Uh, keep the air in the spare in the bag and the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com.